Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Welcome back to Shorts. I heard that Jill has a new hobby. Jill, what are you doing? I am a proud knitter. I have taken up this new hobby over the last year, and I actually really love knitting. (laughs) I feel like a grandmother, but it's actually awesome because you can make stuff that you actually are going to wear if you're good at it. I'm not really that good at it. But I did just finish a sweater, which is a really nice sweater, but it took me so long, and I swear to God I have... PTSD from it. I don't think I'm ever doing another sweater because it was just, it just took so long and it's all black. So it's not even really that interesting to look at every day on my lap. But anyways, I'm glad I did it. So now I need to make some room for my new sweater and other knitted objects. Um, And so today we are talking about making room for things and and getting comfortable with getting rid of things that are not working in your business or in your closet. So with that in mind, I am going to turn it over to Tara, who's going to give us some tips on out with the old. But first I have to ask, have you worn the sweater, Joe? <laughs> I have. I actually, I used it as a Zoom top with a, a nice little tank. I think you would have you would have approved. And of course, sweatpants on the bottom, but I have worn it and I love it. Well, I definitely want to see that. That is talent. I don't think I could do that. But knitting is definitely therapeutic. I actually used to take a knitting class in elementary school, and I really liked it. I think I knit a scarf, but <laughs> I, I bet you I could still knit. Do I you bet you could. Do yeah. you think like riding a bike, like it just comes back to you? Absolutely. I actually learned to knit when I was really little. My mom taught me, and then I com- or maybe my grandmother. can't remember, but I, I completely forgot. And then I just picked it up again about a year ago when – my daughter was learning how to knit in school and I took it up again and I, I just love it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to bust out those knitting tools. What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, you know, I, I think I mentioned I have done this series with Neiman Marcus. And one of the things we talked about is uh, what do you do after you clean out your closet and you have these piles of clothes that you don't know what to do with? So, you know, there's a couple things you can do. You can donate them. There are so many places in and around Boston. Jill, I probably, I bet you probably know something off the top of your head because you are well-versed in that area. Come on. I'm actually really bad at that. I am not good at, at harvesting my, my clothes at all. No. Well, so there are definitely locations around in and around Boston and around your area. So look to donate. Um, what I really love to do is consign. So, you know, there's chic consignment in Andover. Her name is May. I love her. Jill, this store is beautiful. Have you ever been in there? I haven't, but I've heard amazing things about it. It's the most well-curated consignment shop I've ever been in. You feel like you're walking into a department store. She's amazing. Wow. Some of the things to think about when you're consigning is... What are the conditions in the clothes? You know, you can't have any rips, any stains. She does uh, pay attention to brand names and labels. Um, But it's totally worth it, especially if you've spent a lot on a garment and you really haven't worn it that much. You should definitely consign it. 
And the other thing we talked about um, with Neiman Marcus was, you know, some people are doing these virtual clothing swaps. Have you done that before, Joe? No. It's so fun. I guess you get your friends together and you kind of like show each other your clothes and then you um, send them to each other and you kind of swap it out, which I think is awesome right now, especially for COVID, you know? That sounds amazing. And I I would like to be paired up with you, please. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I would like to be paired up with me too. (laughs) Um, But And then one more thing that I've been seeing a lot of people do lately is uh, doing Facebook lives on trying to sell their clothing and also on Instagram lives. So people will get, you know, take you into their closet and they'll show you their pieces and you can buy them, which I think is an awesome idea, especially, you know, to engage your followers and um, just the people in your life and get rid of your clothes at the same time. What do you think about some of the sites like Poshmark or I think is ThreadUp one of those where you can kind of se- you can sell your clothes on a site? I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think that if, you know, it's always nice when you have invested in pieces to kind of get something back for them. Um, I, I don't know. You don't get as much as you think you will. And I think that that can be disappointing. But just go in knowing that because, you know, I have a lot of clients who I take their stuff and they're like, that's all I got. But at least you're getting something and it's just not – it's sitting in your closet. It's getting you nothing. You know what I mean? And so some, so one of the things I struggle with is I think a lot of consignment stores, it has to be a certain – it can't be beyond a certain age, right? Like a certain – you have to you have to have, have bought it within two years or something. Is that fair? I think that's fair. I think everybody has their own thing, but of course, you know, like at Chic Consignment, she thinks keeps things current unless it's like a vintage Gucci bag or something to that effect, where it's it means more when it's actually older, right? Yeah. So, right. Um, yeah, but I think you would have to check with each store to see what their uh, what their policies are. Yeah, I totally understand that. I wish I had some vintage uh, Gucci to to uh, consign for sure. Um, so jumping in on the business side here, Tara, uh, you know, parting with clothes and parting with objects from your closet is one thing. Parting with parts of your business is another thing. And so sometimes that can be really, really hard, whether you're whether you've decided that a particular product isn't working or you've decided that you need to change vendors or um, you've decided that perhaps someone on your team is not working out for you or for your business, it's really hard to, to part with, with, uh, with that person or thing. And um, some of the things that I always recommend is, you know, first of all, go with your gut because I've been in so many situations where I have second guessed myself. I have hoped and prayed that it will work out. It's going to get better. We're going to give feedback. It's going to come back. It's all going to be great. And almost every time I really should have just stuck with my gut. Um, And so trust your gut. Secondly, I would be honest and transparent. And so, for example, if you are letting someone go from your team you know, it is, you're doing them a disservice by not being completely honest with them about the reason you are letting them go or the reason they're not a good fit for the team. That way, if you give them that feedback, they can actually, you know, think about that and, and, and perhaps try to work on that if it's something that they want to work on. Um, you also should, should make sure that you've given them a chance over time to, 
um, to work on that feedback. So it's always good for, for a decision like this to not be a big surprise. Um, and, you know, when you're communicating, if you do have to let someone go, keep it brief. Nobody wants to sit there and spend a lot of time. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. Um, just say your piece, keep it brief. And then if needed, schedule a separate meeting if, if there's further discussion needed. And then I think lastly, you know, if you're losing someone from your team or if you're, you're um, changing vendors or whatever the decision is, just that you're parting ways with, just make sure you have a backup plan. So a backup plan for how do you backfill those responsibilities? So if, if somebody was working on a lot of stuff, just make sure you've got a backup plan in place so nothing fa- falls through the cracks. Um, and also have a backup plan if the, the parting doesn't go well. So what happens if, you know, it just doesn't go the way you expected it to go. What, you know, think through those possibilities before you, you go through the transition. So not the happiest talk topic to talk about Tara, but it is something that particularly in today's environment, you know, a lot of small businesses are really having to make very, very difficult decisions about staff, about, um, uh, about uh, vendors, about a lot of things. And so I think it's important to, you know, to definitely you know, take some time and think about how to go through a transition like this. You know, I have a question just from the therapist side of myself. <laughs> so what do you do with the emotional component of that? Because it does bring up emotions on both sides. I've been in the situation on both sides, to be honest with you. And so do you show your emotion or do you try to maintain a professional uh, stance? That's such a tough question. You know, I, and I think everyone is different. My personal style, I am not, I don't love mixing emotions with work. And so I try to keep things very business as usual, not as usual, but very businesslike. And um, that's also why it's a good idea to keep the discussion brief because that allows you to control what whatever emotions you may be feeling. I think it's, it's, it's completely human to be able to show empathy and, um, and to, to, to acknowledge that there are emotions involved, but dwelling on those emotions in the moment is probably not productive for either party. Um, but definitely a, a very tough, tough situation. And, you know, I building up to those kinds of discussions is always really difficult the days leading up to it as you as you analyze it in your mind. But again, if you say to yourself, it's going to be brief, I'm going to be honest. So I don't have to think about, you know, uh, blurring the the truth or anything, just I'm just going to be honest, and I'm going to keep it brief, you know, that alleviates some of that pre stress. I agree. And that's great advice. I also think that, you know, sometimes when you hear things that you don't want to hear, like you said, it just take it as constructive criticism, even if it's not in the ending in the way that you wanted it to, there's a reason why it happened. So you need to look at yourself. And I've, I've been in that situation and maybe you can't do it in the moment, but in time I have looked back and thought, oh, that was actually a growing experience that I just went through. Yep. Yeah. So this period of time is perfect to go through your closet, figure out if you want to donate your clothing, look for local businesses that do that or someplace in your area, consign, find great consignment shops. You can find some online. I mentioned Chic Consignment in Andover. 
do some clothing swaps with your friends or sell your stuff on Instagram live, Facebook live. There's so many opportunities to find homes for your clothes that you don't want anymore. And if you have to have difficult conversations with anyone in your business, number one, go with your gut. Number two, be honest and transparent. Keep it brief. And then number three, have a backup. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Seated shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.